This is Rooftop by Sophie Duquay on Tell Craig Your Story podcast. It's Saturday night in Shanghai. To now we're gonna say goodbye. We come, we go, they call us Wygor. And behind the haze, we found our oxygen. We're in a sea of the future. Expats embracing a new culture. Watching the
Hello everyone, Craig here. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, Tell Craig Your Story. Today we'll be speaking to Sophie Duquay and Simon Jacquard, and they are a musical act out of Switzerland. They've currently just started a Chinese tour, and I was lucky enough to be invited to one of their shows. They are touring for the Y album, and the first track that you heard from the podcast was Rooftop, and at the end of the podcast, you'll hear one of my favorite, Building Bridges. Now, Sophie Duquay started in 2016, and they've played in 14 different countries. And their plans for the future are to finish this Chinese tour and then head back to Europe to do festival shows. And Sophie and Simon go through some of their songs and some amazing stories. Now, they are the first band to perform live in China since the lockdown. And they are a special guest from the Switzerland consulate here in China. But before we go, please go to our website. We are at Podbean. Tell Craig Your Story at podbean.com. We have a link tree there which tells you where Tell Craig Your Story podcast is streaming. We are on all the major streaming services. We have a YouTube account. Make sure you're subscribing to get all the latest updates there. And we have VK for our Russian listeners and WeChat for our Chinese listeners. At Tell Craig Your Story. All right, here we go. This is my chat with Sophie and Simon on Tell Craig Your Story podcast. Hi, Sophie. Simon. Hi, Craig. Good to see you today. Thank you for having us. And thank you for inviting me to your concert on Friday. Thank you really for coming. Really did appreciate that. On the rooftop of all, th- of all places. And it's pretty ironic that you have a similar song to that as well. Inspired by Shanghai. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So how did this, coming back to China again, how did it all come about? You know, I met so many different people. It wasn't planned. And I was at the right moment at the right time and somehow they all brought me to China. For example, the Swiss ambassador now in Beijing, I met him in Varso. We met him in Varso in June. We did a concert in his at the, um, the Swiss residence in Poland. And after the concert, he came up to us and he was like, I really love the concert and I'm moving to China and you have to come to China. You wa- he wanted us to be the first band coming to China after the, the COVID, COVID period. Right. And China, I have a, um, I don't know, there's something very special about China and me. I started w- s- learning Chinese when I was um, 18 years old. I grew up in Singapore. First time I went to China, I was nine years old. And mm. since then, I have this kind of passion for China and that now s- Simon shares with me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was more of a Japan guy, you know, oh. before meeting Sophie. Right. And actually, when we went on uh, our Asia tour in 2019, I organized that we could go to Japan also. Well, we did it together, but that was my idea because I had some contacts there. Yeah. And I really wanted to show that country to Sophie, and that was nice. But she managed to give me her love for China and for the Chinese culture. Yes. So I started also to uh, learn the language a bit. I'm oh. not as good as Sophie, obviously, yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying. <laughs> And I went there with her. I went there. I had the opportunity to come there once before her, uh, before me- meeting her also. And right. Uh, yeah, I really fell in love with that. Uh, 
I don't know that culture and especially with Shanghai, I love this city. Yeah, absolutely. I told my parents a long time ago, you know, I'll go over there for 12 months and then get the experience and the culture and then come back and <laughs> six or seven years later, here I am still in China. So it sort of sucks you in a little bit. I hear this kind of story so many All times time. about Shanghai. Yeah. When I used to live here in 2014, I had a friend. He was like, I was supposed to be on vacation for two weeks. It's been 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there yeah. you go. But it's so cool. It's got everything here that, China gets you. It does. It comes. <laughs> you. And I saw that, like you said before, the ambassador for Swi uh, Switzerland was on Chinese TV promoting you. That How was cool crazy. is that? <laughs> <laughs> he sent me an email and he, he just wrote the promotion has started. And I clicked on the link and I was like, oh my God, I'm on the Chinese, <laughs> <and> <laughs> Chinese national TV. That was crazy. Wow. And it's like... It's it's a dream becoming true, you know, because when I was when I lived here for nine months, I was an intern. Uh, I was um, doing an internship in a five star hotel here. Right. I had just come uh, finished my hotel management school in Switzerland, and I I was singing as well. But I was going to jam sessions here mm. and imagining myself touring in China. And now we're ah. here. I'm here as a singer. It's my job. It's my I'm professional singer. So it's it's crazy. To open see mic nights. Eight years later. Like jamming, like uh, open mic nights. Yeah, here? yeah, yeah. Wow. There, they were. I don't know now, but at the yes, time there were so many international uh, singers, mu musicians. I used to meet a lot of different cool people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it, and also you said before that uh, you were the first band to come back uh, to China after the COVID. I mean, what does that mean? How does that make you feel? It. It means that we accepted the contract a few months ago, actually, in, um, in September, when we accepted to do a quarantine. Thank God it dropped. Right, <laughs> yeah. But, but we were ready to do it, you know, to right. spend one week in a hotel room. I was, uh, I was preparing myself. I, I was thinking, like, I'm going to take my little studio with me and we're going to create an album in this... Uh, uh, in uh, this quarantine time so that we can uh, manage to yeah <laughs> not to lose our time don't <laughs> tell me you're disappointed no i'm not i'm not i'm really happy and actually we did the album before so now right so everything turned well <laughs> and going before that how was it for you with covid uh, you know a lot of different emotions so how was it for you did you spend that time writing music what did you do in that period it was quite special because our luggage was ready to represent Switzerland in South America. Oh. We were supposed to leave for three weeks. And the day before, the yeah. night before our plane was supposed to take off, they called us and they were like, you can't come because if you come, you're going to stay locked down in a hotel in oh, Peru. <laughs> yeah, and actually, uh. our sound engineer was already there, you know. Oh. And we called him. We did a FaceTime with him. And yeah. uh, he answered us on the beach with a cocktail in his hand and we were like man you have to come back I'm sorry <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he didn't see the news so he was like what's happening guys what's happening i don't know uh, i don't know what you're talking about and yeah. uh, so he had to jump on the first plane to come back to switzerland i think the worst thing was not to know when it was going to end yes you know it was to wake up every day and and work do music we wrote a lot we were really yeah. creative it was because we needed to keep a kind of rhythm you know a routine if not it would have been 
much harder because for the um, how do you say psychologically it's not yeah. easy and especially that we a few months like maybe two months before the covid we quit our jobs to do full-time right music. Yeah. and we were like okay what's happening <laughs> now <laughs> so we went to a chalet in the mountain we were supposed to stay there a week we stayed there three weeks uh, three months and a half mm. in an old chalet my grand's grandparents place they were in there so we we stayed there in the nature and we we wrote a lot of music we we did a lot of collaborations with swiss artists mm. we created um how do you say this um collaboration yeah a collective of artists because mm. we thought okay we're all in the same situation we don't really know each other mm. we we meet at festivals or after concerts but we don't know each other in switzerland you know everybody's mm. doing their own thing and everybody has a job next to the music so we invited every night a swiss artist to share the screen on instagram mm. and it was I saw that. it was yes. supposed to last a week it lasted <laughs> two months and <laughs> a half right. every we night did more than 100 actually yeah. wow yeah. Yeah. we met and so many people it, it was, was really nice actually right <laughs> <laughs> yeah a good way to mm. no, i think i think during covid there were two types of artists mm. and um so there were the type that lost their flames and the type that kept their flames you know and yes. we were lucky to be the second the the second sort of artist mm. also because we we share that strength of being two and that really helps right. when someone is down the other can lift uh lift it up and yes. uh, that was hard to see our friends starting to stop playing music because it was impossible for them to make money with that yeah with time or just to lose their inspiration and lose their will to do music mm. so uh that was something but we were quite lucky about that when we think about it now for us the covid period was very positive mm. as crazy as it sounds yeah because we we were creative and i think we stood out you know how do you say we we made a difference as artists the <laughs> press was calling us we're like where are you guys what are you doing how come you you create all those new projects and uh we got a lot of uh visibility in the swiss press yes and and so after when everything started opening we had a lot of concerts everything was ready to go everything, yeah yeah and we were ready to go yeah. as well mm -hmm. and, and i i think for everyone it gives a bit of an appreciation for like okay i'm not gonna whinge and complain about being on a on a tour bus and traveling all the way yeah. you know if if i get the opportunity take it mm -hmm. so i'm glad that you're here you were speaking about uh, collaborations, and I was looking through all the lists of the people. There was an Australian girl, Tina Arena. How are you involved with Tina Arena? Tina Arena. I didn't know she was Australian. That's nice. Uh, good to know. Thank you. <laughs> Jérémy Chaperon. Jérémy Chaperon is our producer in Paris. Right. So we just moved to Paris, well, almost a year ago now, yeah. for a few new songs really for the the french market we mm, we collaborate with jeremy chaperon he's a he used to do kind of the voice but another oh, right. another style yes. uh, it's called star academy in in france right. and uh he did produce music for tina arena right yeah. have you have you met her or no, you no 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 not yet 
Maybe one day. She had some huge hits in Australia a long time ago, and then she, to build her career, she went over to Europe. So okay. I don't really know how she's doing lately, but yeah, she was a she's a huge star uh, in Australia. So that's, that's very great. She she was really famous when we were like teenage, I think, mm-hmm. and yeah. we listened to her a lot as a teenage uh, people. So yeah, uh, yeah, I remember. I don't know what she's doing now, but I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, <laughs> and watching your show on Friday. Uh, Simon, this is one for you. You said that you were playing seven instruments oh at, yeah. at the one time. Yeah. Tell me about that. <laughs> I mean, some people can't even play one instrument, let alone seven. So tell us about that. Yeah, so I'm a pianist. Uh, I, I started music with piano when I was six. And uh, I studied uh, jazz music in the um, conservatory in Switzerland. Right. So um, that really helped me to... Uh, to develop the music theory and to go really deep down into the harmony and the solfeggium and that kind of things. Mm. And I really loved it. But uh, at a certain moment, I really wanted to be able to express myself in different ways. Mm. So uh, I decided to learn other instruments by my side, like guitar, Mm. like bass, like drums and stuff like this, because I always loved that. And I never wanted to be able to play only one thing. So uh, I learned singing too, not as good as Sophie, obviously, but I'm trying my best <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> and um, and uh, when we when we started to play together with Sophie, we tried to play with many instrumentists, many other musicians, but it was never the same thing than when we were only the two of us on stage. Right. We share a bond that is really strong, and I really wanted to us to be able to play music and to sound like a band, but just the two of us, you know. Right. So I had to work by my side. To uh, to be able to manage that to be one man band, so uh, that's what I decided to do. So um, I have my drum set on my left foot. I have also something on the right. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I try not to be uh, like uh, I try not to look too much as an o- orchestra man. You know, the ridiculous uh, monkey who has got a <laughs> lot of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I try to be uh, yeah to play that many instruments and to have something like uh, visually cool to see also with modern material that we have nowadays like mm-hmm. a keyboard and stuff you can layer some sound you can split the keyboard to have some uh, different things uh, that's really cool so I have yeah. different sets I have the one that we play here in China which is all live I play everything live yes and I have also a set uh, different set with an Ableton live on my side with a laptop and uh, many other machines and instruments electronical instruments so that I, uh, so that I can play loops and stuff like yeah this. Our fans in Europe call him Octopus Man. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's my mascot now. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe this is a silly question, but plus waveguards. Mm. It's not a silly question. Okay. There are no silly questions. We're missing a member now? Well, that was the very beginning. Right. We wanted to, to have a band name. We were three. And we thought waveguards was kind of poetic because the waves the electro waves guards my guardians there were two um two musicians but then it was way too long on the festival posters it was only sophie de quay oh, right. um, no one could say it right, right. <laughs> like i did a duet with a very famous swiss uh, french singer in a festival and he was like sophie de quay and Come and say it yourself. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if we were Australian, it would have been okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, For the French-speaking people, it was impossible. Oh, right. Yeah, and the journalists, the press, they would, like, they would 
give us the microphone to say the name because they didn't know how <laughs> to say it. So at one point we had to make a choice yeah. and uh, either change completely and have a new name yes. or keep Sophie de Quay because we already had a fan base. Mm. And uh, for me, it was important that Simon decides because yeah. Sophie yeah. de Quay doesn't, well, his name is not in it, yeah. but he, um, it was important for him to keep this name. Yeah, that was yeah. my choice actually because right. when we, uh, when we, created the band I really wanted to to have Sophie de Quay in, in it the name Sophie de Quay because yes. she was already she had already a fan base before we met right. so that was important to have her name in and then when we decided to change the name I really wanted to go back to that Sophie de Quay because that's her you know she's the the son of the project the face of the project the voice of the project and um, and uh, people are also uh, following her a lot so yes. I wanted her to be in front, and I'm really happy to be back and to uh, to be uh, in her back and play yes. all the music and stuff. And yeah. she's the voice, so she's the the image. Has that changed the way that you write music to how it was before when you had another person in there? Or actually, not really, because Simon and I we wrote we write the lyrics mm. and we compose. He wasn't really composing with us. Yeah. Maybe now it's more, it's clearer what yes. who we are, what we are. It's Simon and I, and it's um, when we were three, we always had to ask him if he would agree on this project, oh on this song, right, on this thing. Right. And and we were very different. Yes. His name is Tim, and and him and I and him and Simon are very different. So it was right. a bit harder to have a real personality of the project. Yeah. Simon and I were completely connected. We're also a couple. We yeah. know each other by heart. And it's more fluid. It's more, yeah, the personality is there. And it's it's more true also. Yeah. Right. I think what changed most when the, um, uh, when he, he left the project is that before we used to produce a lot together, the music. Right. And uh, now I do the production all by myself. Uh. And, uh, and uh, well, I used to do it. And now we work with several different um, producers from France and also other countries. Mm. And uh, I love to be able to share that with other people, you know, so that you can have like a um, distant look on what you do. Yes. And then distant ear, I think, a fresh ear. I think it's really yeah. important. Most of the time I do the production and then some other guy like listen to it and tell me, yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, that fits to what you do or, or not. Or sometimes it's the opposite. Some other producer do songs for us, and then I do the um, post-production. Right. And uh, yeah, that's nice to be able to share that. Even if I'm the only guy in the project who does the production, to have some other people who tells us if that's right or not. Yes. And I'm just there to say yes, I like. <laughs> no, I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> How are you writing songs now, like as the two of you? Because normally, like in a rock band, for me, it starts off with the riff. And then you build the melodies and then you put the lyrics on top of the the riff. How do you design For my this? part? Well, you know, I have this notebook that follows me everywhere. Right. And the lyrics are always coming first. So like poems or just like writing down ideas? Well, all day long I have this book and I write what, you know, especially when I travel, I impressions, emotions I get, yes. um, the different cultural things that I can that I see that I feel and uh, it starts by by not thinking it might become a song and then when I see that there's something like that I write a lot about one speci specific topic I'm like okay I'm gonna make this a song and I start writing a lot of words that are in the same um, 
lexical field yes. and then I, I search for rhymes and uh, that's that's usually how I write. Yeah, and I do things very differently. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, as you say, so mm. I start with a, a riff. Yes. It's, it's not like a, a guitar riff, as you imag imagine. <laughs> it's more like a, a beat or something I, I produce right. on my computer. There's a song on our last album that I produced in uh, the plane when we went to New York to yeah, tour. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we were in on the plane. I was like, I, I already watched two movies. I was bored. So I, take my, I took my laptop and I produced a beat and I was like, that's cool. I'm going to do a song with that. So that's there how it started. Go. And sometimes I, I start with the, with the lyrics too. But when I start with the lyrics, I always try to make the first shot the right shot. You know, right. uh, like uh, I really want to write it and it's like the finishing form. It's never the finished form. Right. So, uh, so I reworked it after uh, afterwards. But I don't start with impression. I start with a, a s kind of text already in form. You know. Because sometimes the best songs can be five, ten minutes, and then mm -hmm. there's sometimes where you can take days and days and days and so months and months. <laughs> there are no rules. Oh, no rules. No, no, there okay, are no rules. okay. Like some of our songs, we really wrote them in uh, in like a few minutes or a few hours and yeah. some of them you know i wrote the first verse and then i i go to simon i'm like i cannot i i'm stuck help <laughs> help me out and then it takes weeks or months i wrote him a, a love song that's called parce que t'es là oh and it's very it's very difficult to write a love song that's not cheesy you know yes that with the right words and that song took me a few months. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> yeah. I wrote her a love song too. It, it, it took me 15 minutes. So it's, <laughs> it's really more cheesy, but I love it too. <laughs> and ha have you always been confident on stage, like going up and performing? Or do you have those little jitters? Or Simon gave me my confidence. Right. At first, like seven years ago, I was, I was really shy, actually. Not to sing, but to speak. To I... I hated speaking between the songs. And now Simon sometimes looks at me, he's like, shut up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, now it's, it's so different. I have, <laughs> I <never say laughs> no, <shut> I'm <laughs> kidding. But I, I, I was like, I have the story long. Yeah. That's how you say in French, avoir l'histoire longue. Uh. It's like, <laughs> since we travel, since we write the songs, there's always a story be behind each song. And yes. I like telling the story because I feel that the audience is going to listen to the song yeah. differently if he knows what's behind. Let's talk about some of the stories then. So the anthem, building uh, bridges. Building bridges. Building bridges. I, I can see that in huge stadiums all around the world. <laughs> people oh, cool. just uh, that's say... How we, that's how we thought it when saying we Saying that it. part. So, so tell us about that. And you said you're relating it to the different cultures and the backgrounds, especially in mm -hmm. China as well. Tell us well, about we that. actually wrote that song together. That was very special. Like, we were in front of my notebook and we wrote each sentence together mm. during the COVID. Maybe it al also was inspired by the fact that we were alone on that time for three months. Yeah, right, and wow. we wanted to s continue building bridges and we had to find different ways since we couldn't see people. But for me, I didn't do the conservatory. I did uh, study music. I did study the... Um, by singing in yes. Paris, but more than this, it goes beyond. I do music because I want to build bridges because I think it's like a, m a mission I have somehow from somewhere. Yes. And I grew up living abroad. I grew up uh, in Singapore, in New York. I lived in Paris. I lived alone in Shanghai. Mm. 
And for me, I think building bridges between different cultures, between different ways of thinking is a step towards a better world. Yes. You know? I totally agree. Just yeah. to to try to understand the other person, to, to show them how you live, how you think, what your life is. And yeah, that's why w we, we sang it at the um, Shanghai Study inter International Study University the other night in front of hundreds of students and they were singing this with me. And I almost, I was so moved, you know, to see all those Chinese people, they, they lived not the same COVID that we did, like we were way more free. Yes. And to see all these people singing this with me, or we sang this in China, uh, in India, with people that that have nothing except their smile and. Don't skip over India. Okay, sorry. Don't skip over India. No, <laughs> I mean, for us, traveling is part of the DNA of this yes. project, and meeting people, and it's a real source of inspiration. We we already did concerts in I think 13 countries, different countries. Amazing. And yeah, that's what I do. I build bridges. But, and not, I but not Australia, but I don't see any Australian dates on yet. there. Not yet. <laughs> yet. It. But yes, I think I use my voice as a um, tool, mm. as a medium yes. to build bridges. And speaking of building bridges, uh, what I saw, it was amazing. Uh, two things. The first thing I saw was uh, your teacher. Your Chinese teacher come up and sung a Chinese song with an amazing duo. And then I saw a YouTube clip where you actually sung with the choir, the Paris Choir here in China. Tell us about how this come the about. The Chinese Choir in Paris. Chinese That's Choir in Paris. That's the craziest wow. part. Oh. And when I, at the beginning of this interview, I told you I met people that brought me to China because we did a concert in December in Paris in a small art gallery. Okay. It was, we were like 50 people. And at the end of the concert, a French guy came up to me and said, Ni hao. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, he was the typical French man with the beret and yeah. everything. I was like, okay. Ni hao. And I, I realized that during the concert, I said that I grew up in Singapore. Okay, he was interested by this part. And then he told me, last year, I was part of the Chinese choir of Paris. I was like, how does that even exist, you know? Yeah. And he was like, do you want to meet the director of this chorus? I was like, of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I'm Because washing my hair tonight. <laughs> <laughs> our dream was to translate one of our songs in Chinese. Yeah. Because we wanted to tour in China. And we had to find the right people, you know? You cannot just translate it like this. Exactly. It's like from French to English or English to French, it's, it just doesn't fit. Yeah. So you have to find someone who can create like a poem in Chinese, like taking this, the meaning of the lyrics in French and re-say that in Chinese. Right. But we were not even looking for that person. Right. It was on our mind for one day, you know? And so we met this woman. I told her that was our dream. I asked her if she wanted to translate one of our songs. She said yes. And then I was like, okay, like let's let's ask for more. She's the director of a chorus and we're going to China in a few months. Yeah. And she's a uh, choir, sorry. 
And she said, yes, I'm going to select my best singers, Chinese singers, and we're going to record Yue Liang Dai Biao Wo Sing, which is the most Chinese, uh, famous Chinese song. Yes, yes. And that song that I'm going to translate for you, and we're all going to sing it together. And so we did two music videos with 35 Chinese singers, and that was that was crazy amazing but it's the story of our life crazy things and crazy you know when you're open to people and open to opportunities some magic things happened yeah like this lausher yeah this and he was brilliant what a voice uh very powerful and strong yeah it's a man i met in a restaurant when i used to live in china so <laughs> i was eating with my friends and this guy stood up at his table with his friends and started singing Italian opera song and I was looking at him like who the hell is this <laughs> man and this voice yeah. and so my friends went went up to him told him I was a singer we did ganbei chugged <laughs> a glass of beer and then he called me at night and I was like tomorrow I'm taking you to KTV and at first I was like okay I don't know this man I'm 24 he's like 50 years old <laughs> He's going to come pick me up on his motorcycle, no helmet, <laughs> not knowing where I'm going. He doesn't speak a word of English. Oh, dear. And I had the best time. And it was like twice a week for a few months. We were going to KTV and he taught me like to sing in Chinese. Wow. And so when we got here in Shanghai, I thought of this Lao Shi. I was like, okay, I really have to, to see him again. Yeah. And then I got the idea of inviting him to sing a duet and he was really happy and tonight he's inviting us for dinner somewhere oh nice and it's gonna be fun <laughs> really really cool and one of the songs that i really is close to me as well is uh, rooftop is that one of your newer singles you i said the video for it and so two things tell us about the story about the rooftop and then i also saw that you did an abbey road mix for this song What was that experience like? So rooftop, well, in 2015, I was having cocktails on a rooftop in Shanghai. As you do. <laughs> <laughs> and I was with a lot of young people from different countries. Yeah. And we didn't know each other. You know, like you meet people in Shanghai, you're, you're going to see them maybe for a few months, maybe for a few weeks or maybe just one evening. And you bond and it's a magical moment and, and then you leave. And on that time, I remember I was like, we're all here for a very special reason because you don't come to Shanghai like like this. It's still a challenge to come to China. Very, you know, it's very. it's different. It's something special. And we, we all had dreams for our future, very different dreams. And we did a promise on that rooftop, all these people, all these strangers, you know, that when we were going to go back to our own countries not to forget the reason why we came to shanghai never forget this this fire we have in our heart in our soul the one that once makes us want to change this world and because it would have been comfortable to go back to switzerland i did a hotel management school to start having a good job a good salary you know mm. it's yeah. being an artist it's not easy and yes. in switzerland it's not 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 easy yes <laughs> and rooftop was the single of our album because i did continue the dream and it was becoming a professional singer and and doing this this as my job as my full-time job it's a very catchy catchy tune yeah yeah thanks so uh I 
So she wrote the lyrics and we did the composition together. And then I did the production by myself. I really wanted it to be, uh, I wanted it to be dancey and dreamy also and uh, a beat so that it could be our, like we always play that song at the end of our concert yes. you know, so that people can dance on it. And uh, that was nice. Our former member of the band team did the post-production and uh, we loved it that way. It was on our album and we wanted something new, something special that we couldn't bring ourselves on the song. So we decided to ask Abbey Road Studio to do a remix. Wow. And, uh, it was fresh. Incredible. Really nice. Yeah, yeah Incredible. we really want to inspire people with this song yeah. to make them know that everything is possible. If we're on tour in China now as Swiss, well, you know, if you work hard, if you have the passion and the patience, yeah. it's possible. Great. <laughs> What's the future for for you guys? Uh, do you have plans to go back to Europe and, and tour? We just finished recording our new album before coming to China. Right. And uh, so we're going to... Is that... Why, why Why is the... Um, the previous one. Previous yeah, one. Exactly. With Rooftop. Right. <laughs> now, the coming up one is going to be released in autumn. And uh, so now, when we go back to Switzerland, we have a few festivals. Excellent. We have... Uh, we're going to go to Romania because we also have a fan base mm. quite big in Romania. And then we're going to work on this album, this new album. And then we're going to tour around the world. Yeah. So this new album is going to be entirely in French oh. because we were from the French part of Switzerland and now living in Paris. And uh, we used to write in French and English. And for now, we decided to, to uh, focus on the French, French singing. Mm. For a little while. Why, why is that? Uh, is it just the, like the audience, or like the, the fan base there? Or? Well, actually, our main fan base speak French. Right. They're really connected to the lyrics, yes. connecting to the lyrics. So uh, we wanted to, to try that. We always did bilingual our albums, and we wanted to try it in only one language to see how it would be uh, received by the, uh, the public. And also to develop in, um, in France, it's important to, s to, speak, to sing in French. Yes. And we noticed that around the world, people like hearing French. Yes. You know, like in China, they they have it's this Paris. image of Paris that so romantic. Yes. It's a Han Piao Liang de Shangshi. It's in Romania as well. La francophonie is something very strong. Mm. And for us, writing in French, it's also maybe closer to our hearts because we we dream in French. We yes. it's our mother tongue language. And so, but this is for this album. Mm. Who knows? Right. And why not? Maybe the next one is going to be entirely in Chinese. We don't know. Oh, there you oh, go. But I'm sure there this one's going to probably be translated in Chinese. Come on. Because China is clearly the market we're yeah. aiming. Yeah, come on. Um, Absolutely. Because we see the reaction of the public and it's uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. We yeah. really want to continue here. And you've got those songs relating to Shanghai. And, yeah. and yeah, There's so a whole story yeah. about us and China. Yeah. yeah well, Makes our songs sense. are always connected with our experience. You know, so if we come back here, there might be more songs about Shanghai. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And, and how have you adapted to f uh, moving to uh, France? Like, th that's a big move for you, obviously. Well, Simon, it was the first time he left uh, Switzerland to mm. live somewhere else. Yeah. For me, I must admit that it was, it was quite, it was very easy because you know I moved a lot. It's part of. Uh, I'm used to it, and France is is not very different from right. Switzerland. Well, okay. it is different, but not... 
completely different. It was easy for me. But Simon, that was such a new experience for you. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice experience. You know, Switzerland yeah. is a small country. Yes. It's quiet. It's, uh, um, there's not much happening there, um, musically speaking and culturally speaking. So it was nice for me to go in the center of the, the, the French culture and uh, to be able to be in that um, whirlwind of music and of uh, inspiration. Awesome. So yeah, I'm really happy that, uh, that we moved there. And how did you meet? Crazy story again. <laughs> 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 well, it was on uh, Christmas Eve. I met a, a friend of mine. Well, I didn't know him very well, but we came from the same village in Switzerland. And he told me, we're going to have a drink tonight. And I was like, no. It's Christmas Eve, and tonight I have to be with my parents. Yes. And he was like, no, you have to come. And this guy was the manager of the most famous Swiss artist. And at 10 p.m., he wrote me a message. I was with my family. And he was like, okay, I'm coming to pick you up. And I, I didn't want to because I was, you know, a Christmas Eve. I, I'm not used to party on, on Christmas Eve <laughs> with friends. <laughs> But something inside me told me, you have to go. So I went and we had drinks. And at one point I was like, yeah, I have a gig in two months and I don't have any musician for this gig because the guitar player I usually perform with is not available. Do you know anyone? I was like, Simon Jacquard. And I was like, no, but Simon Jacquard is playing with Bastian Baker. He's never going to agree playing with me. I'm not famous. <laughs> and, um, and two days later, he wrote an email to, to Simon and Simon said, yes, I'm free. Okay. I was like, well, I was so excited <laughs> <laughs> to uh, play I with Simon. I listened to her first. She sent me some songs. I really oh, yeah. wanted to, to hear what she had to say, hear the tone of her voice, hear the lyrics, hear the, the, the her universe, you know. Yes. And he uh, almost uh, made me pass an interview. All right. <laughs> <laughs> How no, you? but because at that, on that time I had a lot of work because I was a session musician, so right. I, I I toured with a lot of different musicians and singers. Right. And uh, I didn't have a lot of free time, so uh, I really wanted to to yeah to focus and if i was going to play with a singer it had to be worth it you know so uh i i loved it i loved her voice i loved what she had to say how she said it to me so i decided to do the gig and then it was only four songs because yeah. it was a private charity event and everything and when we got off stage simon went came up to me and he was like i don't know how we're gonna do this because i have no time <laughs> but we have to do something together mm. and for me it opened a door you know it was like okay so it is possible because on that time i was working par part-time and i i didn't have the confidence i needed to to be a real real artist yes. to to do this professionally and when simon simon that toured all around the world asked me this i was like okay wow so it is possible and the same night like 10 minutes later the swiss ambassador in lebanon that was in the room came wow. up to us and he was like you too i want you to represent switzerland in lebanon in two months and i was like okay we don't even have a repertoire you know because i had four Damn. songs on that time so cool and what was crazy uh, that this week we went to lebanon was the only week in the year that Simon was free he had finished the tour with bastian baker and he was supposed to be on vacation and and he came with me to, to Lebanon, and then oh. we never left each other. We fell in love, and oh. we're here seven years later yep. in China. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
So romantic. Yeah, that's <laughs> quite a story, yeah. That's really cool. Social medias, uh, guys, uh, where can we find you? And especially for our Australian listeners back at home. Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. That's for for Australians and YouTube? for YouTube, of course, yes. for people all over the world. And for China, yes. we're now on Doing, Weibo, Sihongshu, uh, where else? QQ. And uh, please write to us, anyone that listens to this podcast, because we answer to every messages. It's really important That's for us really to cool. connect with our public. Yeah, you can go on sophiethequay.com and everything is there. So you can even write us emails from here and we're both connected to the mailbox so we can answer it. Great. And we love traveling around the world, so we'll, we'll meet <laughs> you sometime. <laughs> Australia is calling. I, I hear it. I, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? I think it's uh, for me. It sounds a bit like a, f a Facebook quote, you know, but sometimes it is it inspire you. I, I cannot say why, but it's uh, do things for yourself before people hire you to do their things, mm. you know, and uh, like try to work as hard as you can to realize your dream before people hire you to realize theirs. That's why I, I, I used to do before meeting Sophie to realize other people's dreams, and that was nice. I, I did. I had a lot of uh, experience coming into my life thanks to that but at one point I had to uh, stop doing that to try to realize my own dream with her and that's what I did amazing and I would like to say if there's something that you really want to do that's that makes your soul vibrate mm -hmm. if there's something that you really want to do that makes your soul your heart vibrates just go for it be bold yes. dare because sometimes it seems impossible but if it's that important for you, you're going to find a way. You need to work a lot, mm. yes. But don't be scared of receiving a no, because if the door is closed, just go through the window. <laughs> <laughs> Your father told you that, didn't he? Yes. And my father also told me, like, the future is not something you can plan. Mm. We don't know where we'll be in a week, in a month, in five years. But it's something true. that you can make possible by doing the best you can around you at this moment right now mm. yeah that's what i would excellent like to say. just some quick short answers and then we'll wrap it up okay all right i want you to tell me your top two or three favorite artists of all time musical artists uh i think that would be imagine dragons for the both of us oh yeah mm. clearly nice. oh, yeah. with the album evolve yeah for me it's uh the queen of music herself dua lipa I love her music. Come on. Mm -hmm. uh, also... Which French singer could we... Well, there's an English guy I really love who's called Jack Garrett. I don't know if you know the guy. He's the one-member band guy. He's like a one-man band, you know. He's right. amazing. He does everything by himself on stage and he's... Just like Simon. Guy, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. Well, I need Sophie to sing. Yes. He does that, you know, by right. himself. So, yeah, he's really inspiring and his music is really great, really special. Well, my French-speaking... Favorite singer is uh, Stromae. I don't know if you've heard of oh the guy. Oh yeah, we love Stromae. Yeah. Nice. And because really I, he's really inspiring because he goes into the details. He's not only a singer; he all his outfits are oh created wow, yeah, cool. by <laughs> him and his wife. All his yeah, he's um yeah, and his his last album Multitude is about like um, all the different uh, musical culture of the world mixing into his culture mm. and that's amazing how he did that he traveled the entire world to record uh, several different uh, professional musicians from their own countries and ah. it sounds really really cool 
Right. So yeah, that's uh, that's something. What was the first album you you bought? I know it's, it was something crazy like Eminem. <laughs> it was in Hong Kong nice. when I was, I think, eight or nine years old. Right. I think it was Eminem. Eminem. Yeah. I don't remember which album that was Eminem. Oh. For me, if you don't count the child songs, you know, that oh, yes, you cannot yes. count that. And the one that you bought. Yeah, the yeah. one that I bought with my own money was yes. Toxicity from uh, System oh. of a Down. <laughs> I was such a metalhead when I was young. <laughs> Love it. And the last album you bought? Other than your the yourself. The last album we bought, it's a French, French Swiss singer, mm-hmm. Nicolas Frissinet. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, we bought his album and his book mm. after his seeing his show in Switzerland. Nice. What are your top two or three places that you visited and two or three places that you'd want to visit in the future? Top one is Australia. Oh, <laughs> that's to go to. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to go to, because I never went there. Iceland. It's a place we really want to go. And we might go there this summer to discover the place. Uh, I've seen so many pictures. It looks amazing and I really want to feel that, you know. Nice. Shanghai is definitely a city that's part of me. I love the energy, the dynamic, and I feel like it's the new New York, you know, where everything is possible. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. I really love Tokyo too. That city really inspires Me me. And yes. uh, I'm looking forward to go back there because uh, I still love Japan, even though... Amazing uh, city. Yeah. Yes. So I want to go there. And last question. Who is your greatest inspiration slash hero and why? It might sound a bit cheesy, but can I, can I still try? <laughs> <laughs> go for okay. it. My, my biggest inspiration for me is her, is Sophie. <gasps> because, uh, because I have her next to me every day and I, I really learn from her every day. And that's uh, a way for me to, to grow bigger every day and uh, to try to, to make the best of myself. She really, really inspired me about that. Her, the way th- she sees the world, the way she thinks the world is really, um, I don't know. For me, it's, it's like being with a teacher every day. So, yeah, <laughs> that's her. I Spine. wasn't expecting this. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. That's very nice. You don't have to say me. Huh? <laughs> no, I'm not because then we're really be- going to yeah, turn yeah, into yeah. a cheesy fondue. Find someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the name of a person right now, but I think what inspires me in someone is, you know, using your strength and your maybe visibility, notoriety to to change the world of people that need it, fighting wh- for what you really believe in. Yes. I wish I had 10 different lives, you know, <laughs> to fight for something. People that really dedicate their lives to to one cause, like the woman cause for, or like Mère Teresa that went in India and that dedicated her life to children that needed, that were abandoned. That's something that really inspires me. And in addition to building bridges, what I would like to try to do through my songs, my music and my words is to make a difference in people's life, bring joy, bring love, because we're in a world that sometimes is quite crazy and complicated and and I want them after a concert to feel like lighthearted and, yes. and good, yes. you know, just good. Absolutely. And that's the uh, the one thing that music, it doesn't matter what country you're in, doesn't matter where you come from, you can go and have a good time. That's what it's all about. Go and have fun, listen to your favorite bands. Yeah, that's an experience I want to share with you. We we were when we were in India. Yes. We, uh, we were in a small village. There was no electricity at all. So I had a wow. guitar. I had a caron, 
and I was uh, using my caron as a kick, you know, kick drum, so that I can have that some some beat, some rhythm. I played my guitar. I had a, an harmonica around my neck, so I was playing like these three instruments, four actually, because I had uh, also a, a tambourine here on my right foot, and Sophie was singing. And we were with all these children. Uh, they didn't speak French. They didn't speak English. Yeah. They didn't speak any languages we shared. And uh, we were able to make it, to make mm. magic happen because of music. There was like a bond creating between us, be thanks to music. That was so yes. crazy. You can share things with people through music that you cannot with words. And uh, yeah. that was amazing. Guys, I wish I could have another two or three hours with yeah, you, but uh, you so we're much. running out of time. But uh, what I want to say is uh, true inspiration. I've only just met you and I, I can see a difference that you're making in people's lives. And for that, I have nothing but love and respect. Good luck with the tour in China. Good luck uh, going back to Europe. And please keep in contact. And anytime you want to we'll come on. We'll see each other again, I'm yep. sure. And thank you so yeah. much for giving us the opportunity to to express all this and and good job for this podcast because i think it's really really inspiring that you get people that you that inspire you or that have an interesting journey that can bring something to to others yeah no, thank you good job very nice <laughs> thank you very much thank you, Craig. Changed my mind a hundred times Trying to figure out what's wrong or right Then realized I was naive and blind So I left the darkness behind to follow the light Who cares about the color of your skin? Who cares from where your heart is beating? Who cares in which God you believe in? Cause in the end we're all human beings I'm a dreamer, a globetrotter I spend my life crossing borders I'm a traveler, nomad with a mission Changes come from medication Let's start building bridges Let's start People from everywhere Some had nothing yet so much to share I got that smile and has more power than words It silently crosses barriers like a bird Who cares if we don't live the same way? Who cares if you're straight or gay? Who cares if you're a maid or a king? Cause in the end we're all human beings I'm a dreamer, a globetrotter I spend my life crossing borders I'm a traveler, nomad with a mission Changes come from medication Let's start building bridges
way I put my hope in you Find a way with my soap and I'm fine away I put my hope in I'm fine away with my soap and I'm fine away I put my hope in you Hi, I'm Nigel the Shanghai Psychic. I can tune into your loved ones in the spirit world, but I can also tune into you, tell you about your path and the choices that you need to make and need to know. I'm currently giving 30% discount on all Tell Craig Your Story listeners. Just use the code Tell Craig Your Story for 30% off your first psychic reading with me online at Nigel, the Shanghai Psychic. Hi, I'm Tony Fair, founder of Victorian Grooming Company. Is your beard feeling dry or the skin underneath itchy? Maybe you'd rather soften and tame your beard instead. Our classic collection of beard oils, balms, and soaps will leave your beard looking, feeling, and smelling amazing. And if you prefer shaving, our pre-shave oils and shave soaps will give you a smooth and razor-burn-free shave. Handmade in Edmonton with natural ingredients, visit victoriangrooming.com.